Hello everyone and welcome back to the Streaming Science Podcast. Streaming Science is a student-driven program that works to connect you with scientists to learn how science impacts all of us in our everyday lives. You're currently listening to an episode from our most recent series titled The State of the Scientific Enterprise During COVID-19, made in partnership with the UF IFAS Research Dean's Office and the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences. In this series, we explore the stories of scientists and their students about how COVID-19 has impacted their professional and personal lives. Over the past year, scientists and their graduate students have had to make some tough decisions about how to modify research practices and how to reopen research spaces safely. In the following interview, I spoke with Katie Ray, a master's student at the University of Florida. In this interview, we speak about her thesis that's focused on how workers for the College of Agricultural and Life Sciences, as well as the Institute of Food and Agricultural Sciences, how they handled crisis communication during the pandemic. Through this podcast, I hope you gain insight into Katie Ray's research, COVID-19 impacts on her research, and an overall sense of how scientists are moving forward to keep the scientific enterprises up and running during the global pandemic. Good morning, Katie. I can't thank you enough for coming in for this episode of Streaming Science. Is there anything you'd like to say to just introduce yourself a little bit? So my name is Katie Ray, and I am a second year agricultural education and communication master's student at the University of Florida, and I am also a graduate teaching assistant. So I TA one of the undergrad courses here at UF. Can you just tell me what you're currently involved in as a graduate student here at UF? Yeah, so um, besides my assistantship position, currently I am assisting on a research project. A couple of the things I was involved in just ended, but right now I'm working on a project called Restore the Shore, and we are creating electronic field trips for middle and high school students around the state of Florida at the Nature Coast Biological Station out in Cedar Key. So I help out on those kinds of projects, whatever projects I can get my hands on. And then right now I'm really focusing on working on my thesis. Awesome. And can I ask what the topic of your thesis is? The topic of my thesis, I haven't really narrowed down the exact title I'm going to use yet, but the experiences and the messaging of UF IFAS and Cal's professional communicators at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. So bringing it back to the beginning of the pandemic and everything, can I ask in your words what you believe crisis communication is? It's really more about what the crisis is, um, less about the communication, but A crisis can be anything from, it can be anything that negatively impacts the organization or the entity that the communicators are working on behalf of. Crisis communication really is just responding and combating any aggression or negativity that the organization or entity might face or kind of getting a step ahead in this case. There's different types of crises, so it depends where the responsibility of the organization is in that crisis and that problem. But the communication is really just about getting a step ahead and taking care of the stakeholders and any concerns, questions, or problems they might have, or if it's a really big crisis, showing your audience, your stakeholders, what you're going to do to get ahead of that and take care of the problem and take care of them as your stakeholders. Okay, that's very interesting. So. In your opinion, what's the importance of communication when it comes to a pandemic? This really was an interesting thing, and I focused a lot of my thesis on this topic. So when I was doing my research, there wasn't really a category under any of the theories of situational crisis communication 
that a pandemic fit under, right? Because it's really nobody's responsibility. Nobody's really responsible for it, but it is a crisis. And so somehow we have to communicate about it. Really, the importance is just getting out there to your stakeholders and reducing that fear that might exist. Because if you don't tell them anything, they're going to be wondering what's going on. You know, there's so, so much noise coming in communication wise from this pandemic. Like, the media, we have the media, and then we have everything coming from the CDC. And then, of course, today now with social media and everything like that, like, you know, even when you open your Snapchat or you open your Facebook or your Twitter, like there's news everywhere. It's just all over the place. And so really the the purpose of communicating during a pandemic for organizations like the University of Florida and UFIFIS is for your specific stakeholders because they trust you and they know that what you're saying is going to be credible because they have trusted you before and they know you and they feel closer to you. So it's really important during a pandemic to make sure that all of your stakeholders are safe. They know what's happening, what is going to happen, um, reducing that fear and, and increasing their trust and your credibility so that you can get that information out to them. So just kind of going off of what you just said, is there any way to help increase your trust and the credibility with your stakeholders and everyone else in the public? The most important thing is to get ahead of any kind of like aggression or feedback that you might face or any concern or question. The most important thing is to not only respond to any feedback or questions that might be there, but also to add a humanity aspect to your communication so that your audience remembers because if you're just you know posting on instagram or on facebook they see uf they don't see a person a communicator behind the picture they don't see even a group of people they see the entity and that kind of has a power perspective what like i've like called it a, like a power perspective kind of that they see you as that and that can kind of create some tension during any kind of crisis between the organization and the audience or the stakeholders so the most important thing i think is to add like humanity to your messaging being like hey like we are all in this together we are all going through this together and we will fight this together so i really think that is a huge important part of it okay that's really interesting to know so have you found that, I don't know if you've started your research yet, but do you think that your findings are going to align with your current thesis? This is also really interesting because I, I did finish collecting my data. So my thesis is in two parts. I did interviews with um, professional communicators from IFIS Communications and throughout CALS, so different departments in our college. And then my second part of it, which was interesting as well, was a content analysis of the UFIFIS Solutions Facebook page. That one was great. Like the, that went perfectly as I had planned pretty much or what I had expected kind of came about from the um, content analysis, but the interviews blew me away. I was not prepared for, I had not written my proposal and my, the theories I chose and everything from what I got back from the interviews. I was not expecting to hear that there really wasn't, because when we think like you were an undergrad with me, like you know that we go through crisis communication, like we know how to make a crisis communication plan, like that is super important. But because the pandemic does not really fit under one of these these crises like frames, um, nobody really was planned for it. Nobody really knew what to do. And you know, there was so much information coming from the university and from UF Health that it just, they didn't know what to communicate kind of, not really 
that, but they, it wasn't really their place. A lot of them had the perspective of, we are not the experts, like let the experts communicate about that and we will communicate what we are experts about. So, and it, that is difficult thinking, you know, all these different departments that have social media accounts are part of the University of Florida and the University of Florida themselves was communicating about the pandemic. So it, you know, it was kind of like, do we post about it? Do we not post about it? But then a lot of feedback I got back was actually um, that UF IFAS decided to push the same posts through a lot of, through all of the accounts. So all the research centers and the different departments, like all pushed the same information. And that way it was gotten out to everybody. Like it made the audience a lot bigger. So that was really interesting. But the biggest part of it that I wasn't prepared for was the work from home thing. Um, because I was expecting a lot of people to say like, it's been really hard working from home. I really haven't liked it. It's really changed the way that I communicate. But now with technology, you know, communicate with, um, like team members and coworkers. Now with technology, everybody was like, yeah, like it's really not that much different. And I really wasn't expecting that. Um, so I'm having to go back and look for a new theory um, that can find a, kind of fit some of the findings that I have come up with since collecting my data. Okay, that's really interesting. I can completely understand how one would think that transferring over to Zoom would completely change kind of the ask the life of work and the style of how everything's done but it's good to know that because we're all online we can kind of communicate easier to in a degree and everything's at our fingertips in reality yeah and for me personally it was I had I struggled working from home like I did not like it I still don't like it but it's kind of become my new routine so to hear everybody else be like yeah it's totally normal it's totally fine I was like Oh, geez, like that is not what I expected. No, I definitely, I completely agree with you. When we switched over to doing everything online, it was just a culture right. shock to me because it's almost like there's to a degree a lack of humanity yes. because you're not seeing people, you're not having those conversations before class or in the hall or anything right. like that. So I completely understand yeah. that. Um, if given the opportunity, do you think you would ever consider changing your thesis? That's a tough question. As of where I am right now, no, I have learned a lot um, and it's been a really great experience. However, my thesis was actually kind of impacted by the pandemic because I did not want to do my thesis on this. This was not something that came to me just instantly that I was like, yes, I wanna do it. I wanted to do something related to citrus because that's what I'm passionate about and communicators in citrus. But when my first semester on campus as a graduate student, was the same semester that the pandemic hit. So I did not even get a full semester on campus. And not having that face-to-face -face interaction with my advisors and um, everyone on my committee and being able to finish out my courses that I really was supposed to you know, get out what I needed to get out. Because let's be honest, when the first semester of the pandemic hit, we didn't really finish the coursework. Like it, we hadn't planned for that. Nobody planned for that. So yeah, I think I, think I would change it if I could, but now I'm really happy I did it. I can definitely see the passion that you have for the whole communication aspect of different crises. And honestly, it's like you said earlier, no one could expect what was gonna happen with this pandemic. This was just a complete blindside and an unknown. So talking about your time as a graduate student at UF and also as a TA at UF, 
What support has UF offered you during this time of the pandemic? UF has been really great as much as they can be, I think, during the pandemic. My advisors and my professors have been absolutely wonderful. Honestly, I think the pandemic brought me closer to some of them than I ever would have been. Even our department chair has continuously updated us weekly, specifically sending out an email for graduate students that was more specific to us than the whole department, you know, and just making sure that we know that they're there for us. And then of course, UF offers like the You Matter, We Care. We got funding from the CARES Act if we needed it because I know my first semester, I was actually TAing a lab portion of a public speaking course. And so I had to buy a printer in order to print out rubrics. I had to get a new laptop. Like it was all kinds of things like that. So it was really, really a difficult time, but UF made it a lot easier to adjust from like a financial perspective and a mental perspective and just offer that mental help. And I'm really glad that they acknowledged, you know, the change in mental perspective and, you know, acknowledged mental health and things like that, because I think that maybe could have gotten overlooked had we not been at UF. No, I completely agree with you. I know just, even though this is my first semester, I know just seeing the weekly emails, the reassuring messages, it, it just definitely seems like they're more caring in the aspect of, we understand times are hard, we understand you may feel alone, but you're not alone. And here's all of these resources. And I think that that kind of too was part of my view on adding humanity to your crisis communication. Of course, I learned it, but I think that UF did a really good job of doing the whole humanity perspective and adding that to their communication because it was like we are all in this together they really pushed that forward and i think that that was a perfect example of that if you could give any advice to people who are wanting to come into the graduate program here at uf what would that be i would say comparison kills especially now during the pandemic you and i you know are experiencing this a lot differently than we would on campus But even when I was on campus in, you know, January and February, right before the pandemic hit, I really struggled with comparing myself to others and the research they are doing. I think everybody needs to know that it's okay where you are and what you do. The best that you can do is the best that you are going to get. And just because somebody else does more than you does not mean that you're doing any less. If you are passionate about communication or whatever field you choose to enter in our department, You are there for a reason and everybody, no matter what you think of yourself, everybody there values you being there and what you can contribute to the program. And I think that that is something that a lot of students struggle with, not just in our department, but like nationwide in master's programs and PhD programs. And I wish that more people would stop and think like comparison kills because I know, you know, I've talked to a few students that have entered the program after me and they feel the same way. And I'm like, it's okay. You know, that's something that Dr. Lewitzo has always reminded me. Where I am is the best that I'm doing. And it's not going to get better than that. And I'm only going to make myself worse if I try and think that I can do more. So just strive to be your best and don't compare yourself to others and just be passionate about what you're passionate about. I think that's absolutely perfect advice. Just to finish up, do you think that what you've learned during this pandemic has helped you grow as a researcher and as a student as a whole? And if so, in what way has it helped you? I think that just having more time at home, you know, and a lot of things changed for me personally in my personal life also during the pandemic. So I've had a lot of time alone, but 
knowing how to budget my time wisely because you know I do more than just grad school I run a small business and I do a lot of things and so learning how to budget my time and stay focused and kind of knowing my limits of how long I can work for something I really think that's the biggest thing is like time management that this has helped me and being able to have more time and see how long it really takes to do the research and to help people out and how often you actually have to communicate with people through email and phone and whatnot and Zoom um, in order to get research done, whether it be the researcher or your team members or your advisors or whoever else. I definitely think that's important to understand how we can time manage and everything. And I can definitely see, at least personally, just like you have, how this pandemic's really made you stop and go, okay, it's not like you have a slot of time for class necessarily anymore. And you say, okay, well, after class, I'll go to the library for 30 minutes. It's, you have an entire day, try and figure it out. Right. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for listening to our State of the Scientific Enterprise during COVID-19's series on the Streaming Science Podcast. Make sure to follow and reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud. For more information about research at UF IFAS, visit the link in the show notes. We would love to conduct more of these interviews and grow the series to include a variety of scientists, voices, and perspectives. If you're interested in participating, please email us at streamingscience1 at gmail.com. That's streamingscience1 at gmail.com. I'm your hostess, Emily Murphy. Thank you for listening.